A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, uh, the big news story of the day, of course, is this planned walkout from colleges all across the country, including here in UCC. Asha Woodhouse, good morning. Hi, Fiona. Hi, Asha. Um, Asha, the the walkout by students at uh, UCC this morning, it's expected that thousands of students are going to walk out just after 11 o'clock as part of a national protest. Just, um, it's it's a result of the cost of living crisis. What are you guys seeing in um, the college? Like, are students really um, on the edge at the minute? Is this why you've all decided to walk out? Yeah, we're definitely, you know, I suppose I'm in my second year in the student union and I've definitely seen a sharp increase in, um, I suppose, students struggling to cover their basic costs um, as part of their day to day. And it's particularly as a result of the increase in cost and accommodation. But people are also being hit, obviously, by increasing costs for food now, you know, mm-hmm. whereas uh, last year, the year before, a student could maybe do their weekly shop on maybe 20 to 25 euro a week. Um, now it's more like 30 to 40 euro a week. And these things have a big impact um, as well as that, you know, the um the like the wages and things like that just aren't suitable for people like we've crunched the kind of numbers and if you look like back four or five years ago um compared to now you know a student who's working a part-time job who's paying these rents who's um who's uh, paying all these bills and stuff they're mm-hmm. just getting poorer by the day whereas four years ago you know people were maybe getting by Asha, I spoke to you on the air around this time last year after you had launched the food bank in UCC and you ran out of food fairly quickly. Is the food bank still going? Yeah, um, so we still have the food bank going, except this year we've switched to operating on a food voucher system. Mm. Um, So we basically integrated it into kind of a welfare fund that we have. Um, that students can apply to. We just found it maybe uh, giving students vouchers to go into a shop and be able to purchase their own food gave students a bit more flexibility in what they were able to buy mm-hmm. um, because we weren't able to provide, I suppose, fresh produce and things like that at the food bank. Okay. Um, and we found that system is working really well this year. And is it all um, to do, like, is a big part of it the cost of renting accommodation here in Cork? Yes, definitely. The cost of accommodation is, it's just gotten out of control from our perspective, really. Um, You know, most people are 
you're you're kind of considered lucky if you're paying under 600 euro a month um but a lot of people are paying more than that now um with some up to a thousand euros a month if not more um especially in the a lot of the new private uh purpose-built student accommodation complexes that have kind of shot up um in the area so i think that's definitely where people's pocket is being hit hardest um and then after that all the kind of hidden costs that come with being a student you know your food your other bills um, but also costs that come with college whether that's books um, field trips all these kind of things that aren't maybe covered by a grant if you're eligible for one and um, Asha, I know that um, you know that the the student contribution charge is three thousand euro, and uh, you're calling for that to be abolished. And in the budget this year, you were given a once-off student fee reduction of one thousand euro, but that's only for one year. That's not a permanent solution to the to the high fee costs either. Yeah, it's just a once-off, and that you know, obviously, we we accept um, that this will be you know will help students and their families in the interim. But it was just quite disappointing to see that it's a once-off reduction, um, because you know the fact of the matter is we do have the highest fees in the European Union. Mm. Um, it's something that the funding and the I suppose price point of college has been called out for a number of years now. Um, you know, in particular in the Casals report, which was published in 2016. At this stage, you know, it's six years ago. Um, but no successive government has taken any steps to try implement any of the recommendations made in that, despite the fact that the Minister of Higher Education sent the Casals report to the European Commission for review. They came back with a review, which was then published um, in a report by the department called Funding the Future. But again, they failed to implement um, or, you know, even really try to begin to implement the recommendations. There's a 317 million shortfall identified in the sector. Mm. Um, so you know, as I said, while we, com- we while we take the thousand euro reduction, that will will help students. As I said a while ago, there's some students who are paying a thousand euros a month for their accommodation. That money is going to get gobbled up straight away, and it's just going to go into you know the pocket of these um, private uh, you know accommodation providers and things like that. It doesn't mm. actually really help people in the long term. And anyone doing a postgrad, their fees are not covered by that concession. No, not at all, um, which, you know, we know today that most people do need to go on to do a postgrad um, to get into, you know, maybe the, the area of work that they want to go into. Um, so loads of, loads of people, loads of, and majority young people are rack- and their families are just racking up debt at the moment. And it's particularly disappointing when, you know, we know that um, across this budget year and the next, the government are putting six billion into the rainy day fund. And for us, like, we don't know how much worse it has to get. You know, this is a rainy day to us. And, you know, the the money, y- y- they could solve all these problems and still have money left over in the six billion that they're setting mm. aside. Um, and it, it's just very hard to see this money be set aside for later on when we see students and families. And even, you know, we have such a diverse mix of students here. We have international students. We have students who are parents. Um, you know, we run a crash subsidy fund out of our students union as well to subsidise the cost of childcare for students that are parents. Um, and just seeing the difficulties that they're having um, while trying to, you know, people who come to university, they're trying to get an education. They're trying to kind of, you know, uh, grow and better themselves and be able to go back into the workforce and contribute to society. Mm. Um, so it's just really hard to see people be hard hit year after year. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You mentioned there um, a couple of minutes ago about the amount of private student accommodation that's shooting up all over the place. And it's something that I remarked on a couple of weeks here in the newsroom that it just seems like there's a huge amount of apartment blocks being built for students. But a lot of students can't actually afford the, the, the rent for those and they have to go into to private rented accommodation. But there have been complaints as well about the substandard quality of a lot of that accommodation. Is that still the case, Asha? Yeah, we still have issues with, um, you know, houses that have mould in them, leaks in them, like, you know, appliances or, you know, even bed frames or things like that being broken um, that students are living in, which really is just appalling when you look at, you know, some of the and some of the houses in the area now, they, a lot of houses have gotten extensions and things like that. So, you know, you could have six, seven, eight people living in one house and they're sharing one tiny kitchen, one fridge between them, you know, maybe two bathrooms if they're lucky. Um, and if it, another bathroom was put in the extension and it's really just not adequate for what people are paying and it can't be healthy either, you know, and I think mm. we definitely see that it can have a knock on effect on, uh, you know, the, the wider local community. We really try to engage with the local community here and we have built up a good relationship with them. But like if you're putting young people, uh, you know, living in subpar conditions, how is it supposed to feel like a home or somewhere where they feel like they can contribute to the community um, and it just really needs to be fixed but it doesn't need that doesn't mean that we need people living in you know these luxury like double bed ensuite you know rooms that are mm-hmm. actually 
just co- costing a ludicrous amount of money. And the other thing is, is that these complexes are shooting up in areas, but n- like there's no other kind of um, community infrastructure being built up around yeah. the area. You know, and we know that, for example, um, the transport system, while you know, there is kind of uh, work going on at the moment, it's still not up to scratch to meet the demand. So where are students, if, if students have to drive to get to Cork, where are they supposed to put their car, you know, we need we really just need these things to be solved very quickly and as a priority and the for that to happen the investment has to be put in the infrastructure correctly and it has to be you know subsidized by the state to keep the costs down so that and just as you mentioned there about students driving um is it still a case where a lot of students are driving to cork from other counties like i know last year there was one student in particular who was traveling all the way from county leash and doing that commute every day yeah, yeah, we have students commuting really far distances. Um, you know, even just places in the wider Cork area, like Charleville and things like that. You know, because mm-hmm. there's no bus service, um, that will get them to the city centre in time for their class, which is just ridiculous. You know, we know students who, you know, are getting up at six a.m. and five a.m. and all these kind of things just to get into college before half seven so that they can get a car space um you know which is just ridiculous and we're seeing this in other universities across the country as well well we you know and i suppose the long-term thing is we don't want students to have to be commuting that far and be parking these cars all around the place we want students to have the option to live near college at a Mm. price that is affordable for them because when you live near college as well and you know you're you're in a nice home you, you tend to be able to integrate into university life better and um, you can attend like extracurricular activities and things like that whereas people who have to commute huge distances are kind of cut out from doing any kind of sport or physical activity any extracurricular things and um, socializing and things like that which really has a knock-on effect on people's well-being in the long term Asha, we just had a call in there from somebody who said, but will they all be out in the town tonight, I wonder? And I think a lot of the time when students are talking about um, poverty and the cost of living, um, people do say that to them, like what about the the fact that students always seem to be able to go out and socialise or that they have money for drink but they don't have money for food. What's your reaction to that or what do you say to to people who make those kind of comments? Well, firstly, I'd say, you know, we have 24,000 students in UCC, so there's definitely not 24,000 people that are out going Mm -hmm. out every night. But I would say as well, you know, I do think that, as I said, socialising, going out with your friends and things like that is part of being, you know, I wouldn't want to deny that from anyone. I think that even, even if you're struggling, you should be able to budget in your month and put aside a bit of money to go out, have a bit of fun and socialise with your friends. You know, I don't think that we should, if someone's struggling, we should cut them off into this life of like, you know, you, you can only spend your money on X, Y and Z. Mm. Um, and I students are budgeting, you know, we have budgetary advice in UCC and we do tell students, you know, yeah, put a bit of money aside for yourself so that you can socialise if you need to buy a new pair of shoes or whatever from time to time. Mm. Because what being growing up is, you know, which is what being, for most people being in university, it is that transitionary point in their life. Um, and it's no way, I, I don't think anyone would want to tell, you know, their kids or their cousins or anything like that, you know, God, you can't go and enjoy yourself because you have to pe- spend a thousand euros on your rent. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just no way for young people to be living their life. So I think that we have to, what we want is um, a society that I suppose values uh, um, education, firstly, and values um, a, a, 
an environment that is predominantly filled up with young people who want to go out back out into the workforce and contribute to society and contribute to the next generation of young people who are going to go through education. And the protest today, it's happening just after 11am. How many people are you expecting to attend? We're quite uh, confident that we will have a good crowd and we have, you know, I suppose you might be aware, UCC has a number of kind of satellite campuses and things like that. So we have uh, organised a number of locations um, around the place just to ensure that we're kind of capturing everyone. Um, So we're, you know, we're very hopeful that we'll have a good uh, footfall of students on Mm -hmm. both main campus and the satellite campuses. Um, So we'll just have to wait and see. But we've had a really good response from students on the ground over the last week. Um, So we're really hopeful that'll be a good turnout. Some people might say it's just an excuse to get out of lectures. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and we've engaged with them, we've engaged with staff in the university as well. Mm. And they've been very supportive and responsive uh, to us. Um, You know, because... The, this uh, accommodation crisis and cost of living crisis is actually affecting our staff as well. Um, you know, every day in our, in this university, there's issues with, uh, you know, maybe postdoctoral researchers or new academic staff coming to UCC who, who are getting a new job opportunity that can't find anywhere to live either. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, it's. I think there's a real sense of solidarity there that, and, and loads of staff as well will have, you know, young children or children that are in UCC um, so they are seeing the impacts of this so you know we've really taken a proactive approach in engaging with the staff in UCC on this so that they, they know what we're doing and they understand why we're doing it so we're hopeful that there'll be a positive response from all. Okay and we will have Katie O'Keefe from the 96FM newsroom going to that walkout at UCC later today and we're hoping to catch up with her later in the morning. For now that is Asha Woodhouse. Asha thank you very much for joining me this morning. UCC Student Union President Asha Woodhouse. Courts 96FM